All right, welcome to episode four of Just a Shark. I'm your host, Tina Burns. Today's episode is a smidge late as I spent an epic weekend totally and completely not working. Um, I went to my happy place, Phoenix Comic Fest, and spent Saturday there, and then I'll talk a little bit more on that on the next week's podcast. Um, And then Sunday, yesterday, I spent the day with my sisters. Very, very long overdue family session. Um, We just hung out and had a great time. so today's session, I'm calling I'm calling this this new type of format Shark Bites. Um, it's a bit of a one-on-one with my best friend Tracy Thompson. She has started her own podcast, which I'll talk a little bit more um, about at the end, called Optimistically Salty. Um, today's topic of choice: negative self-talk. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome. Hello. (laughs) All right, guys. So like I said in the beginning, this is Tina Burns. I invited my friend Tracy Thompson to talk with me today about our topic of negative self-talk. Um, it's been on my mind this week. Um, it's not really, um, it's a newer thing for me personally, as in, um, the last four or five years. Um, so, and I know that it's, um, something that Tracy has also, um, dealt with herself. Um, so I just wanted to, um, invite her to talk back and forth. It's a little bit nicer talking, talking to someone else than just my laptop or my computer as well, or my <laughs> phone as well. So, all right, let's dig in. So what is negative self-talk? <laughs> um, so for me, uh, negative self-talk is the inner running monologue of basically you're not worthy (laughs) um the things that you're doing that are not moving you forward in your life just become this like soundtrack to your life about how you're not good enough for these things um I know for you this is as you said this is still a new thing yeah and it's it's something that I know that I have, pro- uh, I, I have challenges with, but it's been kind of like a, um, <laughs> I mean, there's a laundry list of things that I need to work on for myself. And it's a little bit further down the list yeah. um, <laughs> as far as like me hyper-focusing on it. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, like an example for myself would be, and I don't even know that I call it negative self to, Oh, I know. Here we go. Um, I have never really like felt my age and I think that's pretty normal for people my age. I remember when my like I remember when my mom turned 27 and I I was I, I can't do math. So she was 18 when she had me. So when mm-hmm. she was 27, how old does that make me? I don't even know. Math is not where we're my, at. Yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, I just remember her 27th birthday and I was like, man, that's so old, you know, like for me, it was just like so old. And then when I turned 27, I was like, oh my God, I, I remember my mom at this age. And that kind of weirded me out. And, yeah. and it's a weird age to be freaked out by. And, and I kind of got over that at that point. And when I turned 40, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm throwing a party this is great. I feel great. You know, blah, 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 blah. Well, let me tell you after 40, (laughs) it was probably more like 42 is when I started being like, Oh my God, I'm so fucking old. Like I I felt, and to, and to me, that has become one of my negative self-talks like, Oh, I feel old or Mm -hmm. I'm too old for that. And I'm really not, I'm really not too old for that. But I think that that just becomes this mental inhibitor of, of me getting outside of this box I've put myself in like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm too old. I'm, I feel old or I'm so old or blah, 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 blah. So for me, that's one of my negative self-talks. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, mine has evolved over the years. So, um, when I was younger, I think that I was, it was kind of just a, like, you're not cool enough to fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was always aware that like, I liked things that weren't necessarily like mainstream accepted. And I kind of had this, like, I'm just not cool enough kind of attitude. Um, and then I noticed as I got older, um, and I kind of was dealing with life in unhealthy ways that that just made it worse. It just made the self-talk turn to, um, I know I'm allowed to curse on your podcast, but like, (laughs) you're just a, you're just a lazy fat piece of shit and you're never going to be anything in your life. And the thing with negative self-talk is I would never say that to another person. Right. I would never even think that about another person, but it became so completely normal and acceptable to say it to myself. It's embarrassing to say it out loud and hear myself say it, but in the reality, I mean, that's what I think of myself. I would do something amazing and courageous and a baby step towards something big in my life. And immediately I would have doubt and that doubt would spiral into negative self-talk. Yeah. Well, I'm just ugly. I have braces. I have acne. I'm overweight. I have this problem or that problem. And I noticed, especially probably like in my late teen years and in my early 20s, I felt like I was wearing everything on the outside because I'd been saying it and thinking it for so long that I then started verbalizing it to other people. I, I mean- started... I, it would like a coworker and I'd be like, Oh, my pants are just so tight because I've put on so much weight. Yeah. Like they don't even notice right. everybody's in their own head. They don't care if yeah. my pants are too tight. I mean, they might care if I bend over and crack as whack, but <laughs> I mean, all in all, I started wearing them on the outside in a different way. Yes. And it became about like a control. Like I wanted to control how people thought about me almost but you were, you were using that as a negative control. Like, Oh oh, yeah. Oh, I think I'm fat. So everybody should think that I'm fat. Right. They should know that I know that these pants are tight and that I'm fat and that 
um, I don't want them to think anything else about it. So if I say it first, yeah, then it's already been said and it's covered and they won't think about it again. Right. But that's not true because they probably weren't thinking about it in the first place. Probably then not. Then you put it in their heads. <laughs> so now they're thinking about it. And then you're thinking about the fact that they're now thinking about it. And it yeah. just makes the cycle even worse and even tighter. It does. And there's something magical that I've learned in my 30s. There's this weird acceptance that has come into my life that when you're younger, I think you really want everyone to think the best of you. Yeah. You want to be this like perfect version of yourself. And the reality is you don't have true relationships in your life when you're trying to be that person. Right. And I think that that's part of what hit you. Yeah. Um, you had a lot of changes happening in your life. And I think that you had this idea of who you were. And because of those changes, a lot of that ch- moved with it. Right. Um, and it left gaps. And it left, well, if I'm not this person in this relationship, then is there a relationship or not? Yeah. And yeah. And that then opened up the self-doubt, then opens yeah. up the negative self-talk. Yeah. For me personally. Yeah. yeah. And the, why can't you just do things different? I started questioning myself, like, why the fuck can't you just do these things? Yeah. Why can't, if you don't like your pants being tight, why can't you do something about it? Right. Which yeah. is <laughs> its own separate sideshow, I suppose. Yeah. I think for me also, um, it, it turns into not even just, it goes even beyond negative self-talk. I don't like, I give myself the cold shoulder. (laughs) Okay. I don't like I, so age is probably one of my negative self-talk triggers. It is not probably it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for myself, my personal weight gain, loss, lack of motivation, whatever my weight. And I don't, I don't even look at myself in the mirror. Hmm. Okay. And I'm not, and I'm not using it in a like, oh, don't look at yourself in the mirror because you're just going to be like, God, you're so fat or man, you look really tired or Jesus, you look really old. Like, it's not even like a, a way for me to not do that. It's a, it's, I, I avoid mirrors because I, because like, I already know, or not, I don't know those things about myself, but I already, does that make sense? Like, I know those You feel like a mirror me. is validating something that you're already yes, it's struggling with? The negative stuff that I'm already thinking okay. about myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's like, what I mean by giving it. myself a cold shoulder. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I look at, if, if I'm brushing my teeth, I don't even look at, I, I just look at the sink or I turn around and look away from the mirror. Um, that's probably why my hair looks like a hot mess half the time nowadays because (laughs) I don't like I don't ever see myself I see like my hair or I see my lipstick that I'm putting on like yeah very 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 rarely do I actually look at myself yeah well and the weird thing to me too and I know you and I have discussed this before when I when you start picking yourself apart like that um because I mean, we've discussed it. We both think that we are beautiful people, of course. (laughs) 
but then when we look at ourselves like I we just pick ourselves apart yes (laughs) and it's completely ridiculous like how can you how can you be such a valued important person to somebody else and then look at yourself and be like what a piece of shit (laughs) that doesn't actually add up exactly (laughs) so why do you think that is why why do you think we have such a culture of negative self-talk um wow I mean okay here's I mean I don't ever remember my mother saying a negative thing about me now I did have um, a grandmother who (laughs) spoke negatively but that she did that with everybody so and she used that as a manipulation and that's a whole nother podcast but yeah I look forward to that one for for me personally like I grew up in a home where I was not told a negative thing like to me or about me or things like that. Mm-hmm. But later in my adult years, then I had someone in my life telling me like, Oh, you'd be prettier if you weren't so heavy or grandma. You know, things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Grandma. Um, so, I mean, is that, are, are, is that where it stems from? Or is, are we getting it from our families? Are we getting it from society? I mean, what, what do you think? Um, I mean, personally for, i I'm at the place in my life where I'm going to take some ownership for it. Mm-hmm. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. So shit has happened. Things have happened. People have said things. And I think for me, I growing up, I, I have very big features. We've talked about this and mm-hmm. those big features and my shy demeanor were brought up as defining me a lot. Um, and I think that, you know, when you hear that, you do start to like fall back onto it and recognize it in a different light. But I think for you too, I mean, we grew up in slightly different eras. We're not that far off in age, but I think for you coming into this in your life and then also, I mean, there is a huge component we have to talk about social media aspect of it too yeah yeah um it's almost wrong for you to just be okay with yourself as you are yeah and I have seen a shift I mean I'm seeing this you know find your tribe and love them well and this bigger idea about how to love yourself in a different way But I think I'm seeing that because that's what I'm seeking. True. And I believe that the real true things that I sometimes pop into accidentally on like Instagram, I'll go in there and I'll find people that I would consider to not be living the healthiest of lifestyles being praised up and down. Right. Like those fitspo hashtag fitspo. Like I want to be so inspired (laughs) By, and I'm like, this is not actually healthy. Yeah. And they have 125,000 likes on a page. And it starts to mess with the idea of what is healthy, what is reasonable, um, and what is attainable. And I mean, for me, a lot of my stuff comes back to body image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so seeing that and 
you know, social media was not really a huge part of my life until I was older. So I don't feel like that played a huge part in my, my dialogue. And I would say the same for me, but I know that it is a big, um, it's a big point. Uh, what's the word I wanted to use? I mean, it's basically a big point in younger. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's our, just not even life now, world, but and and our gener the younger generation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been working on this longer than I have, because like I said, it's a little bit lower down on my list. <laughs> Although after this week, maybe it'll come right back up. Um, <laughs> what are some strategies that you have um, and that you would suggest to the listeners uh, and to myself, because you basically become my sounding board for, uh, you know, how do I keep working on this for myself? Um, for dealing with this, like, what do we, what do we do? You, you said when we talked about this podcast, you, you said you found a quote. Let's, let's start. Yeah. Cause that okay. I think hit me the heart. That was yeah. like, whoa. This has been a big one for me. And whoa. I think for me, like this kind of started last year for me really hitting home. Like I had read so many books over the years, but everything really erupted for me last year. Mm -hmm. And I started changing who I was following and who I was listening to in my life. And the quote that I saw on Instagram was, you can't control your first thought, but you can control your second thought. And that was the, a huge key for me unlocking a lot of things in my life. Um, because that first thought, as we were discussing, that first thought is not yours necessarily. That first thought might be grandma telling yeah. you, you'd look better if you lost weight. Exactly. But you do have an opportunity to have a second thought. That yeah. first thought is not the end all be all in life. Exactly. And giving myself a little bit of grace and a little bit of opportunity to have the second thought really started to change things for me. And I've shared that quote a few times with people and everybody I've shared it with has had such a huge response. I need to find like who's where I is? saw this quote. I know. I'm like, where did I see this? Well, the, the minute you told me that I was like, fuck yeah, that is so yeah. true. And of course, Tracy would have, you know, this, <laughs> this, that's exactly, that's exactly where I needed to go with this. Like you're, we're going to get bombarded by social media, by our history, by the people that we're around. But, and it's the same thing that we've, we've both been working on, um, you know, with our friend Mel Robbins, which yes. we both love to read and <laughs> listen to, um, you know, that we control our reactions. So same thing. Maybe the first thought is not ours, but the second thought is we, we have control over that. Yeah. 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 I like it. I know that was a big one. That was a big one. I know. I think the other thing for me, um, was really giving myself time to sit with my ugly mm. and Explain that. all right. I am a person who has struggled with depression in my life. And for a really long time, it was me fighting against that and me saying, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to feel depressed. I don't want to, you know, be struggling to get up and live life. And at some point, one of the books I read, and I wish I could tell you which one, um, <laughs> said, you know, if you feel bad, I think it was Daring Greatly. 
Okay. Like if you feel like crap and you feel depressed, sit in that, be with that feeling and having the opportunity to actually sit with my depression and then sitting with what I call sitting with my ugly. Mm-hmm. When I just feel like shit and I don't want to look in the mirror. Yeah. That's the best time to really face it for me. To learn to be comfortable in that place. Like, man, I really feel ugly today. I feel like an ugly person on the inside and on the outside, and I don't like it. But instead of trying to wash over it or mindlessly scroll social media or whatever else I might normally want to do, Mm -hmm. I really force myself to just sit with it and either write something out and it's not nice. It's not pretty. It might be a lot of this negative self-talk, but I actually just be with it. And at some point I noticed that I didn't go there anymore. Right. I sat with it enough that it's like I heard it and I was done. Yeah. Acknowledging it. Yeah. Accepting it. Yeah. And I was, and then it's just not important anymore. Yeah. I took away its value right over time because I finally was okay with it. Yeah. Instead of fighting against it. Like I fight with all the other things that it was like, (laughs) I'm just going to life. I don't think life, it's not supposed to be simple. Yeah. You know, it's, but it's not supposed to be a struggle to breathe in and out and be in your body either. Yes. (laughs) So how are you going to cope with that? I think it comes down to the person and what they've been through and what's going on in their life. Um, and as you plugged Mel Robbins, um, you know, I've learned a lot about humanity just by tuning into the different authors and understanding that these things are not meant to be carried as long as we carry them. Yes. And if I, God love her. There's one, there is a wonderful girl in my life. Not you. You're wonderful too. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, she, I hear her, you know, she just, I'm so fat and I, I don't stand for it now. When somebody says that shit around me, I'm like, you don't get to talk about yourself like that around me. Yeah. And I think that, the first time I said that to her caught her completely off guard. Like it didn't occur to her that she was even talking about herself like that. But those things, those are the things that we carry. You may not even know you're doing it anymore. (laughs) And it's still what you're carrying. Right. Well, and one of the situations I think, um, or, or one of the reasons that it's been brought to my attention that I do this um, is because I have people in my life that will tell me, oh my gosh, you look so pretty today. And I've literally crawled out of bed, <laughs> put my hair up in a bun, have zero makeup on and ha- like I'm living on a venti coffee and, <laughs> you know, four hours of sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, are you kidding me? Like, I look like shit. And yeah. And in their eyes, I don't look like shit. So then me turning around and saying, you guys, you need to stop talking bad about yourselves because <laughs> you're beautiful inside and out. I'm just right. like, 
whoa, wait a minute, Tina, maybe you should say these things to yourself too. You know, like you can't be an example. You can't turn around and say, oh, you know, don't say that you're not pretty because you are when in in the same breath where I just said, God, I look like shit today, you know, that kind of thing. So it's become, so I really tried to work at not saying those things to myself, but also accepting other people's compliments of, mm-hmm. of myself, of those things that I would immediately deny. Um, and it's a challenge. It really is. And I catch myself doing it still a lot. Um, but I, but I think that's part of my new, uh, new way of living consciously. That's kind of mm-hmm. been my thing is just being aware. So for me, awareness has been key and just kind of not skating by not like living on top of the water is just (laughs) digging down deep yeah and seeing the fucking iceberg that's below (laughs) and and like you said acknowledging it yeah hanging out with it a little bit yeah chip away at it until it just becomes ice for my fucking gin and tonic perfect so (laughs) yeah Well, and I think the big thing that I see for you and your struggles with this is the not wanting to sit with the ugly. You want to banish the ugly to a closet and not deal with the ugly. You want to put it on number 10 on the priority list. True. Um, (laughs) But I'm thinking about on Facebook, speaking of social media, I saw this video at one point and it was... um, people's faces when somebody comments and tells them that they look beautiful oh i saw that that fucking made me cry me too i love those videos and i'm like weeping holding my phone and my little daughter comes over like what's wrong mommy and i'm like life is beautiful (laughs) (laughs) and i think i would challenge you Okay. Next time somebody says that, think about that video. Triple dog dare me. Think about those faces because I, one of my favorite things, and Tina knows this because we've been friends for so long. People talk to me in random places. We go shopping and some old woman is going to come tell me her life story while we are in the grocery store. And (laughs) the thing is, I, I think that I give off a very welcoming vibe anyways like I'm just in a space that seems kind of nice and welcoming and they're like cool I can step in that bubble and talk to her you have but I a, also you have an easy smile yeah. and you are really good at making eye contact and I think <laughs> that reels people in that's like a hook I would agree with the eye contact I I blame that on Colorado if you I grew up in a community where people looked at each other yeah <laughs> And I moved to Arizona and I was completely a fish out of water until I started working for Starbucks because I could be as friendly and as welcoming as I wanted to be. I could be true to myself and the customers loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, but I think that's, that's what does it is that you will, you will look at people and you, you have a ready smile. Yeah. I do. I never really thought about it, but thank you for that. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I'm going to think about that. But my goal is also to set out to make other people feel that. And I compliment people on all kinds of things when I see them. 
Your shoes are amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just got that the other day, actually. Yeah. Some lady. Yeah. At, the, at one of the graduations, I heard this behind me. Oh my God, <laughs> I love your shoes. And I was like, they're amazing. I love them too. And then I looked down at hers and they were really cute too. So I just gave her the compliment back and it was yeah. just like, yeah. But see, for me, complimenting my shoes is a way easier thing to uh, accept because I have some fucking kick-ass shoes. Well, yeah, you haven't had to sit with the ugly with your shoes. Right. You just got to pay money for them. I don't have any ugly shoes. (laughs) You do not have any ugly shoes. Uh, That's a thing. You know what, though? But I use that. Those are things that I use to hide the ugly. Yeah. Well, we all do. Yeah. I mean, you... If I want to feel good about myself, I'm going to put on something that makes me feel good about myself. Right. That makes me feel empowered and confident. And we talk about that, our, you know, power colors and stuff like that. We have things. We do. That totally make us feel that way. And to the flip side of that, there are days that we roll out of bed and (laughs) are living on a iced coffee and somebody's like, you're beautiful. And we can't even take credit for that no way Mm -mm. yeah because I have this is just me yeah and that's really I think we're cutting (laughs) out a little bit technical difficulties Uh oh I hope not no I agree I agree yeah and that's definitely I think for me I'm this list it's not really a real list. It's just kind of like, (sighs) I am being a sissy and pushing down the real hard shit to the bottom of the pile and just trying to chip away at the top stuff, you know, and it's still stuff that's valid and it needs to be worked on, but maybe I need to start digging a little deeper. Well, you do. <laughs> but the only reason I know that is because I just spent two and a half years asking why. And I feel like for you, you're, what was this quote? Like, you're busy, but you're also lazy because you're not working on the things that you actually have to work on to accomplish the things. Yeah. You're just keeping busy. And that's tricky. I mean, you have a very full life with college and with work and being a mom and being a wife and all of this stuff. Yeah. And at some point, you will figure out how to balance it all out in a way that you get to work on these things. Yeah, I agree. I'm getting there. Yeah. And I mean, everybody, people are carrying big loads in their lives. And I think that when you start to kind of peek into this box of self-help and personal development and you start to realize maybe you're not content with things in your life, it's a really big, probably the rest of our lifelong journey. Right. And definitely no simple fix. No. So for things to be low on the list, I don't think that really matters because they're on the list. Yeah, they're on the list. And that is what matters. I agree. And I think that there have been times that I, I, you and I both, I've watched us like spin our tires for a while here and there. 
Yeah. Where the things are on the list, but the list is like buried under a pile of dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Like, yeah, like I'm not even that interested in digging to get the list, Mm -hmm. let alone work on what's on the list. Yeah. Um, And I think that's okay. I think that's part of sitting uh, where in your ugly, you you do it better than I do, but I think that's part of it. I think it's part of um, some self-compassion, you know, being, being okay with, you know, not being perfect for me, not being okay with not being perfect and not being the person that other people expect me to be. And right. And, and not only that, but like, I mean, you can't, I can just sit here and say, Oh, I'm okay with, you know, being the new Tina. And, and it's more than just saying it. Like I have to sit in that and I have to live that and I have to, till it becomes not even just a habit. It just becomes second nature. Yeah. Nature. Not having those, you know, immediate responses of like, Oh my God. Right. (laughs) Right. Letting the crazy out. Yeah. (laughs) To run rampant in everybody's lives and then trying to reel that back in instead. (laughs) Yeah. And I think one of the things you said earlier uh, at the beginning, when we started talking was you you said out loud one of your negative self-talks and you're like, Oh my God, it's so weird just to even say it out loud. And maybe that itself is, is a strategy for, you know, overcoming it. Like if you, if you feel yourself having that thought saying it out loud, Oh, it is. It is a strategy and be like, try to say it. And it just becomes like either really difficult or once you say it you understand how ridiculous it is and then you move on yeah what so. was that book that we read oh, so the one many. the one with the fish on the front I always listen to them I don't pay attention to the covers okay well this one again it was emotional agility maybe Ooh, that she very literally said <laughs> set a timer for 20 minutes and rant about yourself yes it was emotional agility that book blew my mind yeah um and I the first time I tried to do it which was probably late last year I think was when we read it maybe it was early this I don't know whatever this year it was this year um I set a timer and I spent that time and I verbally assaulted myself for nine minutes before all of a sudden the things changed the tone changed I started being accepting of myself and started saying positive things, even though I was trying not to necessarily do that. Um, like you just run out and yeah. burn out and you've said it. And once you've said it, it's, you can let it go. Right. Almost. So that was a really good exercise. Yeah. That is a good, <laughs> the, thing, the things we do. That. Yeah, you should. It was really interesting. <laughs> Maybe I'll and watch I, that next week and then I'll use that as my next podcast topic. So perfect. Here's my 20 minute rant about myself. You guys ready? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, I know. And what's probably ridiculous, which is what you found out, is it's not even 20, wor- 20 minutes worth of shit. Yeah, no. It's Mm-mm. the same thing over and over and over again yeah. that you just keep telling. So you're like not getting, you're tripping yourself up. It's like a skipping record. Yeah. When in reality, you just need to change the record. Yeah, exactly. 
there's probably a side B and it might be better. <laughs> probably better. And then if you're me, play it backwards and then you fucking it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Get your warped message out of it and then I move guess. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. I think uh, I, I think that's good stuff. Oh, I know. I was really excited when you're like, hey, let's have a conversation tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, give me a topic and let's talk. <laughs> well, I think we need to do this again. We'll see what your listeners think. Yeah, we'll see what they think. But before we go, tell people where they can listen to you. Um, all right. I uh, now also have a podcast starting out on iTunes and available on Anchor. My podcast is called Optimistically Salty. And you can also find me on Instagram. Trace M. Thompson is my profile. Your handle. <laughs> my handle. I know. I'm like, I don't even know what to call that. Um, yeah. I, I'm working on stitching everything together right now. So um, Optimistically Salty is is on the rise. <laughs> yeah. And listen, I, I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Tracy is my sounding board, my brainstormer. Um, she is my like example of somebody who I achieved to be in working on myself. So <laughs> she's a great listen. Um, I will have all of her information up on next week's um are on the blog post for in relation to this podcast for tonight. And anything else you want to say, Tracy, before we go? No, I just thank you for having me. And um, all you little sharks just keep on swimming because, <laughs> you know, do what sharks do. Do what sharks do. That's right. Uh, thank you so much for talking with us tonight. And I love you and you're beautiful. Absolutely. I love you and you're beautiful and your shoes are beautiful too, but thank you, know. you so much. <laughs> yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Until next time. Bye. All right. The books Tracy and I talked about were um, of course, Mel Robbins five second rule and her new um, audio sessions with audible kick ass with Mel Robbins. I, we cannot talk about the these two books or this author enough. I'm serious, people. Go read her, listen to her, follow her. It will just boost your motivation times a thousand. Um, Tracy also mention, mentioned uh, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Brene Brown is a shame researcher. And uh, the things that she discovered in her research... Um, have really uh, become probably pivotal for um, myself um, and I know that it's impacted Tracy as well um, as far as uh, rediscovering ourselves, who we are, things like that. So uh, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown and Emotional Agility by Susan David who is um, a psychologist. Um, Her book really hit me in a good way. Um, I I would like to just make an entire podcast or two, um, about the things I discovered about myself from her book. So uh, just leave it at that. Definitely check her out. Emotional agility. She's got a really great Ted talk as well that I'll put on the blog. Um, 
both all of these authors and all of these books, Tracy and I both highly recommend. Uh, this week, my gaming was pretty limited. Um, school has started again, and I was pretty busy with work, and I took the weekend off. Um, but I did download Raymond Legends um, on my PlayStation 4, and it's been fun and challenging and frustrating. It's a platformer, and um, I have to be, you know, patient with my jumps, and I tend to kind of panic a little bit <laughs> and then fail. So, but it's been fun and just a little little bit of a stress reliever for for me. Um, and this week's recipe, or last week's recipe, sorry, was using my new pasta machine. Uh, but so is this week's. Um, I made homemade, homemade lasagna noodles. I mean, really, they're just pasta sheets. They're insane. Um, so I put them on a bed of bolognese. It was so fucking good. So the recipe will be on the Shark at Home blog. And um, I promised not to make every single recipe from here on out about pasta. Thanks for listening to me today um, and for um, let me know how you feel about the new format, the Shark Bites. Um, I have a couple of other people in mind that I'd like to bring in for a one-on-one -on -one session. Um, if you are um, subject to negative self-talk, um, try some of the things we talked about. Um, you know, say those things out loud to yourself. Spend 20 minutes trying to rant and rave and get rid of that negative self-talk. I think you'll find that it goes away quicker than you think it will. Um, you can find recaps and links to the shark things and recipes on my blog, asharkathome.wordpress.com. You can find me on Twitter, at Tina Burns. Check out my other podcast, Pogi, P-O-G-I, that's P-O-G-I, Tech Toys and Games, with my co-hosts, Pomeroy TV and Jason. Tracy's podcast is Optimistically Salty. Um, I, you definitely should check her out. I will have all links to those on the blog as well. Just a Shark is made on Anchor and available for a subscription on Anchor, iTunes, Overcast, and Pocket Casts. I'm Tina Burns. Keep swimming.